Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kinetic Impressions and Movie News. Today we're doing a movie review. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing and discussing Sound of Metal. Uh, just to give you a break. There. Oh, wait, but first, please introduce yourself to the fine people, sir. Excuse I'm me. I'm Andy. <laughs> I'm Arnie. <laughs> uh, and again, we will be reviewing and s discussing Sound of Metal. Uh, this movie was released in 2019 uh, to a lot of critical acclaim across the festival circuit um, and has been re-released this year uh, and has been put in contention for Oscar nominations as well. I'm going to read a synopsis of the movie's storyline and then we will discuss this film. From IMDb. Keeping at bay his inner demons by devoting himself to art, metal drummer Ruben has been living for the moment for the past four years. Then, while on tour, his lead singer girlfriend, Lou, Ruben realizes that his hearing is rapidly dis uh, uh, di di uh, disintegrating. As this sudden hearing loss turns his world upside down, and numbing fear paired with anger denial take over, Ruben reluctantly accepts to join a small deaf community overseen by Joe. A compassionate Vietnam War veteran, now Ruben needs to find a solid ground, understand that being deaf is not a handicap, and that deafness isn't something to fix. But is Ruben willing to accept his new life and learn how to be deaf? Drew, my man, I think you just finished this flick. Um, may I ask what your initial reaction is to this film? Um, I was a little impatient, but... Uh... It was one of those films that that like every moment of silence is needed. You know what I mean? And like I thought that was beautiful in a lot of aspects. I I enjoyed the film. Um it really makes you think. It I think uh I got a lot of feelings of um uh I can't put it to words right now, but it's just like a lot of I don't know, man. I came out thinking a lot. Just came out thinking a lot after this movie. What about you? For sure. And uh, I think this movie does something uh, that, you know, these kinds of movies do really well. It is a pure character study of a, of a single character and a, an extraordinary life event that happens to them that changes every aspect of their life. Um, I think on all levels, this movie really hits well. Now, obviously, this kind of movie, you know, it is one of those Oscar contending movies. It's not going to be a big flash film, you know. Uh, this is a purely and simply a story about one man and his journey. Um, and I, I was riveted by the performance of Reza Ahmed. Um, he is, he has been nominated for Best Actor. And I also want to note that Joe, the leader of that uh, deaf community, is also nominated for a supporting uh, Academy Award as well which I think is well-deserved. Yeah, rightfully so, man, because the, like, there's a scene, that, the last scene that you see him in is just crazy. It's crazy intense how difficult he's, like, how difficult of a time he's having, like, emotionally. And I was like, you're so emotionally in tune with that character. He does a phenomenal job. Absolutely. And, and I think as a person who has, it's funny that the way that this story plays with aspects together. So you have the aspect of Rezamed's character, Ruben, being both an, a, a former addict. He's not an addict in the movie. The, 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 the uh, spoiler alert, we're just going to go full spoiler here. He's not an actual drug addict during the movie. He is a surviving addict, right? 
the, the, you don't see him do anything worse than smoking cigarettes. Um, but this movie plays with that aspect of his personality in a really interesting way where it makes you still understand that he's still an addict and that he's still really wrestling with that while trying to let go of the hearing world. And it is making the hearing world and his former hearing be the thing that he has to let go, being that the drug. That's kind of what I got from the plot, which I thought was really, really no, nuanced yeah. and cool. That's, I, to me, I was going to say he is an addict. He is an addict because he wants his former, he wants his former life back. Right, And he's so hungry for that former life. He's willing to do anything about it, including selling everything off, you know, like selling yeah. everything off to the point where he has nothing just to get a glimpse of his old life back, which ends up, which ends up being dissatisfying for him. Absolutely. And, and you know, as a person who has a, a drug addiction in his family, I could really connect with the people around him and him as a person. Like, I, like this guy really did remind me uh, of the people in my life who deal with this in a real way. I mean, he's also kind of brown skin, so it's, it's a little easier for me to kind of, uh, you know, kind of superimpose my own emotions onto it. But it, 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 he plays he plays this character as a former addict, as being an addict at the same time. And he, and he, and he really embodies that. And it feels real and it feels grounded. And I got to give big ups to Olivia Cook as well. She's not in this movie much, but the times that she is in it, she definitely brings in a powerful performance. And there is a scene um, right before she is about to leave and they are both dealing with what is happening to them. And the director of this movie, um, who, by the way, this is actually his, uh, his director debut. His yeah. name is Darius uh, Martyr. Um, I think it's Dennis. Oh, yeah. Dennis? No, I'm sorry. It's Darius. Yeah, you're right, actually. Darius Martyr. Um, so um, there's this scene where they are, where she is about to leave and he's trying desperately to hold on to her because he's trying to hold on to his former life in the face of this extraordinary tragedy to himself. And the way that uh, the director decides to kind of play with the fact that he can't hear, with the way that she wants to communicate with him, is just really fascinating and strong and just showed the real strength of both the script and the actors inside of it. Um, and I really believe that there is so many layers going on in this movie that I think it deserves a for sure watch. It's not a happy go lucky film, but I was also really delighted with the fact that, you know, it, it this movie teeters on it being a grand tragedy, you know? And, and I think we have, as audience members, have seen tragedies like this a lot. And, and, I, and I always felt an uneasiness about what's going to happen next. What is he going to do? Is he actually going to do drugs? Um, is, is everything going to fall apart? But no, this is really, in a lot of ways, I, I'm not going to say feel good, but in a lot of ways, it is a movie that shows that you can persevere and, be, and have strength to move forward. It is still kind of up to interpretation because of the ending of this movie about really what happens to his character, but it really, it truly does something that you never see in these kinds of movies. It gives you a character that is both dealing with something heavy and almost... And you can feel it falling apart. But I think in the end, it shows you that somebody going through this can persevere. 
And I just, I just love that aspect of the story. And I think it's something that we just don't see much. I think in Hollywood and, and movies, you know, it's always the, the, it's always a thing for us to try. It's, it's always like, um, uh, like, like something that, that everyone wants to feel the characters just push over the cliff. You know, you, you, I feel like that's something that people always want to do. But but no, this is a this is I mean it, it, this is a very very low budget film. It, it's it's definitely you know played in only a couple of scenes uh, and a couple of settings and things like that, and you can feel that for sure. But I think the story, the acting, and just the overall sound design and, and everything encompassing it really makes for fantastic film. Um, it, it really was like a teamwork. It was a, a- it's a building on all those pieces, right? Like you yeah. definitely feel like that sound it, whoever was the sound editor in this is just yeah. fucking genius because there was just moments. There's moments where I crave the sound to be correct. Like there was moments yeah. where the plane is going over this, like the, the plane is flying through the sky. And I think, uh, you know, no matter where you're from, you're, you know what a plane coming over you feels like and sounds like, and to hear it distorted and incorrect it 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 leaves you hungry just like the character ruben is for the correct like for for the sound that he's missing yeah and uh i love like i love this like you know i like to break i like to break the stories you've heard me before i love to break the stories down into like the like the most simplest form of them and really get that that message from it and like the one thing i loved was just like how much he didn't appreciate and love his sense of sound in the beginning. And it all sounds muffled and distorted and it just sounds like crap. And you know, she like, um, Lou's singing, Lou's singing and, and like he's playing the drums and it's just all just muffled, distorted crap. And I'm like, I'm not saying like, you know, as a musician, like, you know, he's playing crap. I'm just saying even to his ears, it kind of just sounds like, it doesn't sound good. You know what I mean? And I feel like I love that. Like it starts like that and it ends like that. And he's like, I, I've, you know, I've, I went to the point where I lost it all and I gained it back and it's the exact same. It, it almost is like, I'm listening to the exact same. And that, that was like the scenes that I like, I'm just thinking about like when he's beating the drum and he just like, he's just in love with his music and he's in love with his girlfriend and that that's what makes the sound better. And now, you know, you come to the end where like everything's perfect. It's a beautiful day. Uh, you think they're in like Paris or something, you know, and like he's listening to everything and it sounds the exact same, but he's lost the things, the two things he's loved. He's lost his music and he's kind of coping with the fact that he's now lost his love. And, um, we don't know. We don't know, but that's, right. that's how I feel. That's how I interpret it. And, um, and like now he's just like, you know, uh, well, well, was it worth it? You know, like he really has to question, was it all worth it? Because I think he finds happiness in that middle, in that middle ground. He doesn't think he does. And he doesn't, he doesn't feel like he did in the, in the very middle when, when he's, you know, when he finally learns the sign language and he finally is talking to every, all the kids and he's teaching these kids and he's teaching them how to drum. Everything looks so good. And he doesn't realize that like that 
will be the happiest moment that he gets to live in the in this throughout this movie you know and that's kind of sad no uh absolutely i mean you, you touch on on something that i think needs to be taught we need to talk about more the the sound design of this movie is fantastic and it has been nominated for best sound for academy award as well also best picture as well uh, best original screenplay and achievement in film editing as well the it's it's it, like they're the the journey that you go through just on a on a on a on an audible level of this movie sure. is really it's 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 actually really endearing and it's really thrilling as well like there's there's a moment in the beginning where you know he he's only just starting to lose his hearing and he starts to walk about his airstream and you just start hearing with him the muffled sounds of the world around him and i don't know if you've ever had an ear infection I have had a double ear infection and multiple ear infections in high school. Um, it sounds exactly like that. A shower is one of the biggest things that you 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 hear so differently when you put your head underneath it, and all you can do is hear the inside of your skull. Like that is both, I mean, very accurate, but also very you know chilling and 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 scary. Mm -hmm. and, and that sound design really helps to accentuate the fear that he has. But also really makes the audience member a little bit scared to lose their hearing as well, because you you really do get the sense of how sensitive and how fleeting the the sensation and the sense of hearing can be if you lose it, you know. And I think the sound design really does a good job of just put putting us through that journey. Um, even towards the uh, towards the end when he actually does try to get that cochlear implant put in, right? Like that adds a whole nother dimension to the sound design and to the story at the same time, right? And you get that, that penultimate scene where he's starting to hear Lou with, his, with her father sing a song and you hear what everyone else is hearing and then you hear what he's hearing and then that's like the moment where he just begins to realize and it's in itself, right? It's never fully told to us in the audience that he understands what's happening, but you can see it and you can feel it. And it's the sound design, it's the directing, and it is just the look on his face, and it's the performances from the actors. There are achievements of all kinds in this film, especially in certain scenes. Um, and I think that the sound design is just something that elevates it, and I think deserves to get all of the praise, right? And I really hope it does win. I have, I actually have no reason why it shouldn't win. I'm not going to lie. I have not seen any other Oscar nominated films this year, but I don't see any other movie winning. It is just too, it's too perfect, right? This is a movie where the sound literally helps to tell the story and actually really truly makes you feel with the characters at the same time. There, obviously it's the script that does that, but that's definitely something that you don't get from many movies, right? There are definitely moments uh, that are just enhanced and, are, and are, are just much better with the sound design. Um, and, you know, and it being called The Sound of Metal, I was thinking about this of the, of the title itself. You know, uh, definitely the sound of metal because of his band, right? He's a metal band, yeah. right? Uh, but then also it's like the sound of metal because of the implant. It yep. makes the world sound like metal, you know? Yeah. Um, it, 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 hit, it hit me at the end too. I was like, oh yeah. Um, what I like is that the sound designer is not... The, uh, the sound designer for this movie is not... Uh, has has been to those awards before, you know, like gra uh, gravity. Obviously, they uh, gravity was 
in for many awards at that time, and so was Arrival. So like they they, uh, they picked a, an awesome sound designer for this movie is what I Absolutely. want to say. Um, yeah, you know the um, I don't know if you remember but like ten years ago there was a movie. It was one of my favorite movies at the time. It was called Like Crazy. Uh, it's a very interesting concept. It's uh, it has Anton. You know the Anton Yelchin. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, I know Anton Yelchin. Oh man. I, yeah, he died before his time, man. So Anton Yelchin, it was it was an indie film with him, right? And he he's he's an American student who falls in love with he falls in love with a um, a foreign exchange student here in uh, the U.S. Well, she has her student visa, so she has to go back eventually, and then they can they they can't you know. They're trying to apply for uh, citizenship and all this stuff, right? But like the the waves that it takes you through, and it's so beautiful the way it does. It's like you you go into this movie and you fall in love with them because they're just like this beautiful couple, and they have everything going for them, and they get they get separated, you know, before they can really see that blossom or flourish. And when you see them separate, you start to get to know like you start to get to know them a little bit better, but it sucks. Cause at the, at the very end, at the very end, they, they finally get to be with one another, but it's after several years and stuff like that. And you realize that the, uh, you as an audience has gr- have grown with them and you see that they've grown and they've grown apart, <laughs> you know? So like, yeah, both of them have grown apart and it's emotionally hard to watch because at the end of this movie, um, like crazy, they're just, they, uh, they both, you know, like he comes back to, he comes back to the home where they, they kind of fell in love with, fell in love in. And she's like, you know, he offers her some scotch and he's like, I don't really drink anymore. That is my favorite scotch, but I don't drink anymore. It's like, Oh, well. And then she says something and he's like, Oh, I don't really do that anymore. And it's like, and you're starting to feel like, oh, like they don't know each other anymore. And there's this beautiful scene where they, um, well, you know, we just got off the plane. Let's let's go take a shower. And they're kind of embracing each other in the shower. And you just see it in their eyes, in their faces that like they, they've grown out of love. And like, it's so hard because they want to love each other. And they've fought so hard through this whole movie, through years to love one another, to be with one another. And they finally, like, they finally have their chance. It's finally their time. But they've, they, you know, it's, they've grown out of it. It's like, it's, they're different people now. They're different people than they once were. I'm sorry. I have to bring that up because, like, that is something that you definitely feel <laughs> through this movie. And it's, it, and it's played so well. And I, I as soon as you said, um what you initially said at the very beginning which is it's it's a it's a character uh what did you say it was like a it it's following like it's it's just a character piece yeah and you're following these characters and that's what i love to see is like you've seen ruben grow as a person he doesn't realize it and that's why i, I love that scene with joe you yeah. know like joe joe's scene is one of the most powerful scenes in this movie to me and it's just because you're just like, he's like, dude, I'm not, I'm not an addict. 
he's like, he's like, I see an addict right in front of me. And I was like, holy shit. He's so right, man. Because he's an addict. You know what an addict does? They, they, they need to get what they want and they do anything that they can to get it. And (laughs) dude, his music, his music is his livelihood. You obviously know that like, from this movie, does you know, like you you get Lou Lou's important, but like his music's his live, livelihood. He sells his home and his music to get Lou back. And like, and I love that Joe just calls him an addict flat out, dude. Is like, yeah, I just saw an addict because like you don't know what you just got yourself into with the implant. And then like, you know, like he tells him, like, hey, this is this is a place for deaf people, and we've accepted that, and you don't want to be a part of that. And I was like, dude, he found a place that he's accepted that, you know, uh, an addict home or not, he fits in. And, like, he doesn't realize that he's grown, but, like, he still is chasing this dream. He's still chasing this dream. And, like, man, this this movie hit me hard. It was great. Sorry. Yeah. No, that was no, it's all great, man. Because because you, because you're right. Like, like this movie definitely like takes you on his journey, right? It is a true piece about about Ruben and about addiction. It's 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 that juxtaposition of addiction, but it's actually not about addiction. It's about hearing in the world, and he's losing that. And what does an addict do to kind of get that? And he just goes through those same emotions, right? Um, and and it's imp- I think it's an important lesson to learn as well. And there's just such a such an interesting like 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 journey that we go through because at the same time this is a person that has lost their hearing right and, and that's something that like maybe like none of us really think about what would we well, how would we were to react if we were in that situation or like what we would do in that situation um right. so but, but like him being a former addict it, it kind of makes sense that he goes through those exact emotions to try to get back to that world that he wants Right. And I, and I do feel that, that he does kind of begin to understand. It's that penultimate scene when he's with Lou and like he's still talking about, we're going to go back. We're going to do this thing. Yeah. But then the line that he says, the last thing he says to her is, it's okay. I know. You saved my life. When you, you know that's him re just finally accepting the, the fact that he's just not going to have that life anymore. And I, I get, I, I love, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause these are, you're, you're listing like my top five c- scenes in this whole movie. And the, the scene that kind of is a great setup for that. Obviously, obviously right before that, we see the, uh, we see Lou sing with her, her father and um, that father, like he's, he gets introduced like he literally gets introduced in a kitchen with a walk and you just immediately fall. Like you fall for this guy. Like this guy's, he, he has about 10 minutes to win you over. But yeah. I think he does it. He does it. And that's a phenomenal job. Yeah. Strip, right. Doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. He has this scene. He has this small scene where, you know, he's like, I'm gonna make you eggs. Don't worry about it. And he sits down with Ruben and he tells Ruben, how's like, dude, I was, I was really mad at you when you took my daughter away from me. Because these were moments that I wanted, like there was moments that I really wanted to share with her. And, you know, like she was never going to talk to me. But like to know that she was with you and safe. And now I know how much you actually cared about her. I, I thank you. 
And I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's it's just such a huge thing of like everything I've been saying, which is like, it's just this thing where like, that was a point in his life that he had to grow into. And like, and now I think that's like the, that's that that's opening the door for like Ruben to see that like, look, dude, it's not always going to be the same, you know, things are going to change. And like, he needs to start waking up and realizing that like, I don't know, like, you know, like it's, it's just such a great scene to me. And I was just like, it was heavy. Um, that and the church bells, the church yeah. bells that are just blaring in his ear. And I just thought, Oh man, that's, that's uh he's gonna t- I, I knew he was gonna take them off eventually. I thought I actually thought he was gonna take the earplants, the uh implants out during the party when like it's the chattering and everything's gotten overbearing. I thought he was gonna have some sort of freak out. Uh you know, like the one of the most common things is somebody who who's never had these cochlear implants, they they rip them out, they rip them out, and they like because they can't stand the sound of it. And so like I think that that's yeah, I go, I went in knowing that already. And like, I was ready for him to rip them out. <laughs> and like, usually they're like attached to your head. So like when you rip them out, you're like, you're bleeding or something. Huh? This is, a, I think that they've already had too many of those. So they, they changed the procedure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think they made them magnets or some kind of thing like yeah. that. Um, it's interesting you bring that up. I actually, um, so uh, I'm reading a bunch of reviews about this movie. Um, there's actually a couple of comments about how, there's a couple things about this movie that definitely don't fall in line with reality, right? Yeah. Like if if you were going to actually get cochlear implants, you would be told exactly what's going on and what kind of hearing you're going to get. You would also get tested to like a like a mental test, a mental fortuity test to make sure that you would be okay with the kind of sound that's going to be coming from that. Yep. And you would be told that it's not going to be the same as well. It also kind of it also will take weeks of coming back to the doctor over and over again to get the uh, implants like properly calibrated and things like that. Um, and, and like, I, I, you know what? I want to read a review uh, from the IMDb page. This is from a person who is actually hearing impaired. Um, the, uh, the review uh, titled is not perfect, but real enough as a person doing as a, as a per, as a person going deaf, this movie means a bit more to me than the average person. The loss of hearing is a sensory is a sensory device, a part of us, which when lost is overwhelming to deal with and often debilitating to the point of extreme suffering of the mind. The sound of metal is a good play on words because the main character has to deal with the loss of his metal music. But later, that word comes to mean something else, which you will need to watch the movie to discover. It is important because it brings to life the idea of what you hear is never the same. When you hear something as a child, but then hear it again 50 years later, the sound you think you hear is not the same, but similar enough to invoke memories. We live in a world of symphony overload. Enjoy the silence when it comes to you. Um, like And like for the film's you know, obvious... Um, like uh, things that it does to just make a story happen and make it, you know, make you actually see, uh, like, I think this is like a maybe two, two, two hour long movie. Um, there's definitely things that are not going to be the same as reality. But uh, I, I think as a story and as in a piece of entertainment, it really does bring uh, this kind of story uh, in a really, I think, appropriate way. And the way that this guy says it, not perfect, but real enough. 
is a perfect way of saying how this movie is and feels. If you, you know, when the guy has his little canned air and he's just like going up and down his sound faders, I knew this movie wasn't going to be realistic. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody, nobody cleans their sound faders, man. I don't care how into sound you are. Oh God. Like that does happen, but it's not like it happens every morning. Like he's like, why would you do that before breakfast? You haven't even used the sound console lately. I don't. <laughs> I don't even understand that. Got the canned air, and he's like, shh, shh, shh. "I'm like, no, no." I, <laughs> I tossed out realism as soon as that happened. I was just like, "Okay, I'm done with it." Now, I, you bring up a great point. Like, there, there's, you know, there, there's a couple types of movies, uh, especially in Academy Award season, and uh, realism realism tends to fall out of these for the emotional take yeah that's what i've been raving about is like i really love the emotional journey that this takes this takes us into something that's not as deep i'm sorry not as dark but almost as deep as um as uh casey affleck's you know like the uh wow manchester by the sea thank you it takes us it takes us in a similar roller coaster uh, following a character and the and the emotional roller coaster that he goes through, I think it does a good job of that. But like when it talks, when we talk about realism in that in the sense of the actual ear plant, I'm glad that that the somebody you know the guy that you were just mentioning that that has uh, that is losing his his hearing did say that like it's not it's not what really happens, but it's it's close enough, and it is the feelings, you know. It's those feelings that you get, and uh, I think uh, I think it does a good job on uh, making you uncomfortable. Just some, something similar to what you said, like you know, it, you are you are kind of like oh, like I would be scared to lose my hearing after watching this movie. I remember I, I was I was remembering an exact moment where one of my ears went out because I had an ear infection and I hadn't realized that. And I was just exactly what he's doing. I was like trying to pop it. I was moving my jaw. I had gum. I was like blowing my air out, trying to push, you know, if there's something in there, I was doing everything. Like I didn't care if it was going to damage my ear. I was just like, as long as I can hear a little bit again, it's, it's, and so it scared the crap out. It scared me because I was just like, am I just never going to hear out of this ear again? And it took a whole, it took a day and What's the scariest about, because it's happened a couple of times, but the scariest thing about kind of like losing your hearing is you never notice when you get it back. You you notice when you lose it, but it's not like you, you know, you wake up one morning, like I I woke up the next morning and like, it's not like, oh, look, my, my hearing's back. No, I don't even notice when it comes back because your body's just like, that's the correct thing. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Your your body doesn't question it, so it doesn't send a it doesn't send like a neurological message to your brain saying, "Hey, hey, what's up with that?" You know, like it it just knows like your hearing's back. Cool. Okay, cool. It's kind of a good word. Um, and so that's like that's something like it'll go out and then it'll come back and it'll go out and it'll come back and like you're just questioning when it goes out. And that's a lot of you know when he's like losing his hearing in the beginning, he's just like. He's kind of thinking to himself, you know, when he loses it and then it kind of comes back and he's like, all right, I'm good. You know, we're good. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And it's, uh, 
it's it's very real. I mean, I think a lot of us have dealt with that in in some form or fashion. I've, I mean, I, I've lived with like when it, when man, for some reason, like the well, last three years of high school, I had an ear infection like every single year. There was one year where I had a double ear infection, and like during that entire time, I still had to do speech events. I was still performing. It was horrifying. And I actually remember going to the doctor and what they did was they looked at my ears and they were like, look, we got to put some, and we put antibiotics in you. So I got two shots of antibiotics oh, wow. straight to the left cheek. And, and uh, um, uh, I actually remember the next day during gym class, I felt the inflammation just go down immediately in my ears and it was, it was, I was good to go. And, but it, when, it, when it happened, I was like, oh my God, it was like the heavens opened up. It was like, I was so happy to have my hearing back. It's just, you know, it, it's something we don't, you know, you know, in, in this world of COVID, people are talking about losing their taste. Um, I have a friend who actually hasn't been able to taste anything for almost two months, maybe three. Uh, it's, it's, it's scary, it's debilitating, and it's depressing in a lot of ways. But it's still something that happens. And it happens enough to where it could happen to either one of us. You know, not just the tasting, but the, the hearing thing. And as we get older, our hearing deteriorates. And I didn't really realize that until I was working service industry. <laughs> like when somebody over a certain age comes to your table, you have to speak louder. It, like it is, it is a thing. We will be losing our hearing. You know, it's funny. Every once in a while, I'll get a little bit of tinnitus in one of my ears. And I think it's because of just years of having ear infections. It'll happen maybe once or twice in a month. I'll get loud, I get a ringing, and then my, my hearing goes down, but it'll immediately come back within within a minute. Uh, but it's always terrifying. And um, you know, I've, I've since researched it, and I've actually found that that's actually kind of normal. Like every human being will experience some form of tinnitus at some point due to diet or stress or, you know, possible actual physical damage. But it's just a thing that happens when, you know, it's always scary. Because no, yeah, when, when I first noticed, like I had like, I just had a, a small case where I heard I like I had tinnitus and I was like, what is going on? Do I go to the hospital right now? What do I do? Of like, cause I was so focused on like, I can't, yeah. I can't lose my hearing. I can't lose my hearing, you know? And then like, I had, uh, I had a sound engineer that I traveled with. I think I told you this a couple weeks ago and like he would travel with earbuds so that his ears never, uh, I don't know which one it is, but I don't, I think it was his ears never depressurized mm. or pressurized and then depressurized in the plane they always just were shut and just were closed off. So they never popped with the plane. And so when you get off the plane, your eyes, I mean, your ears don't need to pop or anything. And he was just like, that does so much damage to you over so many times doing it. So he was always very concerned and he always had earplugs, like no matter where we went, he had earplugs because if the, you know, the concert was a little loud, he's like, I'd rather, I'd rather like not go to a bar and lose my hearing because I went to a bar, <laughs> you know? And I was like, that's, that's absolutely right, man. And um, yeah. And you say that taste thing and like, I, there was things I didn't notice. And uh, until I went back to like, I went back to work and my coworker smokes cigarettes a lot. Right. And you know, like the, I lost a lot of tastes and smells during COVID and they all, they all, they all have this very COVID. I just call it it's the smell and taste of COVID. And it has like a, a, a smoky burning, um, like almost like burning some sage of some sort, you know, kind of <laughs> smell. Yeah. And it's very distinct, but the, um, 
like when I cook bacon or make popcorn, I actually can't taste the bacon anymore. But like both those bacon and popcorn smell the exact same. They smell like COVID. And so it's it's weird because I don't remember what those things smell like. I, I remember that I used to like their taste and their smell. And like, I imagine that like, I'll recognize it when I smell it, but like, I can't describe it to you what it smells like. And when I went back to work, my, my coworker smokes cigarettes and I can't smell cigarette smoke. Huh. It's, not, it's not the same smell for me anymore. So I get really close to his, you know, I get really, I get really close to his cigarette and I, it smells like COVID. It smells the same smell as if I'm cooking bacon or cooking popcorn. And I was just like, and there's some other stuff like, all pork smells like that to me is it's really weird, but I, I don't know what these, these all, all these smells are like the same to me now. And then like, I don't know, man, it's, it's just like, it's, when you start thinking of losing your senses, it really adds that extra gear of fear to you. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's something that can happen. I mean, this like, it's, it's amazing the amount of things that can cause hearing loss. I mean, it, it's, it's a whole host of things. Um, and even with, with Ruben, he had like a sudden case of it, but on, but you know, it was him not doing the right thing when he was playing yeah. in a rock and roll band, you know, and, and that happens a lot as well. Uh, there's a story about, uh, the ACDC front man, uh, three years ago had to stop touring with them, uh, because he was beginning to lose his hearing on an even rapid amount. And to save his hearing, he had to stop. Um, even though he was, uh, the newest iteration of a star is born that that's hap that happens in the, in the newest iteration, Bradley Cooper starts losing his hearing. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah. And his brother keeps asking him to wear these earplugs, wear these earplugs. Yeah. It's one of those things people, <laughs> if you learn anything about the sound of metal, you know, you, you can invest in some really high quality earplugs to go watch some metal shows. Just put them on every once in a while. <laughs> or if you're like a sound person, you know, protect your ears. <laughs> they're very fleeting and things like that um i think we did it man this is an absolutely wonderful movie uh, it's a great character piece the performances are fantastic the sound design takes you on a journey it's available on amazon prime video Arnie, before absolutely. we go like uh i was just wondering was there anything negative that you thought about this movie besides obviously the realism and stuff like that we mentioned yeah the realism was definitely a thing because it was played for you know the uh you know for the the dramatic effect of it negative things let's see i think that maybe the middle part of this movie where it's probably the lightest you know lightest feeling was just really rushed i didn't feel him really connecting with anyone any of those kids and things like that it just felt like all of those scenes were super montage and super like I, I was about to say it felt like a montage yeah, it felt yeah. like an elongated, elongated montage didn't it yeah yeah absolutely i think the middle of this movie could have dealt with a little bit of pacing give me a little bit more of a relationship with the teacher that was there or like maybe an actual like conversation with him and one of the kids instead of like that moment there was definitely moments that were really poignant and nuanced in that um, and I really liked, uh, but I did. I, I just didn't feel that he really connected with everyone. It, I just felt that I watched him connect with people on the screen, but I really didn't feel it, which, you know, I, I don't think is a great bad thing. But yeah, that's definitely one of my one of my things. I think the script was a little weak in the middle for sure. Well, yeah, because there was something similar where like I wasn't going to complain about this, but the, there is something to be said that like this movie at times was too quiet. 
And by too quiet, I mean like there was literally, first of all, there was literally no sound. And <laughs> there was yeah. not enough um, relationships being built or or meaty scenes to go on. And a lot of this was just like, like there was just a lot of scenes where there was just like a lot of staring and like reacting. And I was just like, this is a lot. This is a lot of staring and reacting. Like there's a lot of stuff where you're just thinking internally. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. to the point where I'm just like, I, I thought I was going to have to take a nap because I was just like, I, I kept dozing off, but it was just because the scene would get quiet and nobody was talking. So like I would, I would stop paying attention to something and I was like, Oh, Nope. There's stuff happening. Okay. <laughs> it's hard. No. It's, it's just quiet. There's just no sound. No. Yeah. And I think the moments where you're talking about are really those moments where he was kind of being ingrained into the, the deaf world. And I think it could have, uh, the, 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 the pacing in the movie could have helped a little bit with us actually going on the journey of him figuring out what sign language is yeah. and really kind of diving into that. Like show us a real montage of him actually learning the sign, uh, you know, instead of him just like uh, one moment, just being in a class looking weird to him actually just signing and making, being friends with all these kids. I think there could have been a little bit more character development there for sure. I mean, but besides that, I, I think this movie does suffer also from the, um, the the real grandiose thing that a lot of these art house movies have, where they really, really like make the viewer try to interpret everything. And I I, I really like that in the certain scenes. But then you also get things like the ending of this movie that's really kind of open-ended and you don't really know what's going on and it's really up for interpretation. And I understand what you're going for. But and I, and I know that that, that is that is that is that is a thing that people love. And, and I know that that is not something that people are gonna think is a bad thing, especially a lot of critics out there. They're probably not. It's just as a person who who I I, I am a person trying to make stories, so I study story a lot. Right. So I understand that like a beginning and a middle and end is really important for you people to really understand a story and to really, uh, you know, be engrossed with it. And I, I just I just feel like that it also does the thing where it it allows the writer not to make an ending. And it, it really kind of leaves it open for interpretation in that respect. So I don't want to say that I didn't like the ending. I liked it a lot and it really showed a lot of emotion. And I think I liked it a lot because of the performance of Reza Ahmed. I think his performance more than the writing did the ending, uh, did the ending better. Right. Yeah. And I just, uh, you know, it just my own criticism of me. And I, I just, I don't like it when stories are open-ended like the way that this one was yeah. like, give me a path, give me something that he's going to do. Like, these things where you like uh, a writer makes the audience make the entire interpretation of the ending. I, I just, I, I just think it's, it, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not something that should always be given willy nilly. And I think it's something that it's kind of lazy. I'm just gonna say it. I, I just think it's kind of lazy. I don't think, I don't think I like when it's totally open-ended. I love it when it's up to interpretation of like a fork in the road. Yeah. Um, I like those. Um, the only one that can I can give you as examples, uh, I like I like uh, the inception ending because everybody's always gonna question it. And they're always gonna yeah. question two two results. Is it real or is it not real? They're never gonna you know, they're never yeah. gonna question anything else. It's a brilliant ending. And like, you know, brilliant. you like what I tell people is like 
who the fuck cares? He's with his kids. And like, when you just kind of get over the fact, like who cares if it's real or not, he's never gotten past this flash of the scene where he, you know, he looks up, his kids look up at him. He never gets past that scene. So like for him to actually hold them, that's, that's the memory that he never had that now he can start building. And like, that's, that's what the greatest, like, you know, that's what, that those are great scenes, but when it's totally open ended and you're just like, okay, now what happened to this guy? I'm like, no, I do feel it's lazy. Yeah, that's that's you know those are my biggest criticisms for sure. Cool. Um, but yeah, the performances fucking sell it, and the sound design is absolutely incredible. Um, Reza Med man, brown people rising, getting nominated. I love it. Uh, any final thoughts, my man, before we close this thing out? No, man. I think we talked it. We talked it through. Perfect, beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Please comment down below. Let us know what you thought about this Oscar-nominated picture. Um, also, my name is Arnie. I do have a little side project called the Arnie Show. We are Kinetic Impressions, and we are available everywhere. Podcasts are distributed. Thank you so much for watching, Drew. What do we always say? Uh, go watch a fucking movie. Go watch a fucking movie.